Doug Tyrrell History and Comment is available on Google Podcast. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Tyrrell. This is History and Comment for Monday, the 23rd of January, 2023. Shangxi Province in the central mountainous region of China is rocked by an earthquake in 1556. It is possibly the deadliest in history, with as many as 800,000 killed. Founding father John Hancock is born in 1737. He was one of the wealthiest men in the colonies during the lead-up to the Revolution. He was president of the Second Continental Congress, signer of the Declaration of Independence, and advocate for the Constitution. His famous signature on the Declaration is a bit misleading. He signed the copy sent to the printer as president of the Congress. The copy that he and all the other delegates signed, and we know today, was not signed until August 2, 1776. Georgetown College is founded in 1789. Like many early colleges, it has religious origins. Today it's known as Georgetown University. In the bygone era before World War II, cavalry meant horses and mounted troops. With the advent of armored vehicles, the cavalry became mechanized, and the horse drifted into history, as they did in most means of transportation. In 1795, French cavalry units capture 14 Dutch ships and 850 guns near the port of Den Helder. Well behind the Chinese earthquake, but still quite significant, New Madrid, Missouri is shaken awake by one of three strong earthquakes in 1812. This series may be the strongest in the eastern United States. Elizabeth Blackwell becomes the first female doctor in the United States when she graduates from the Geneva Medical College in New York State. The year is 1849. Ninety-five years earlier, a German woman had received a degree, but not without great effort and resistance. As things are heating up in Europe in 1941, Charles Lindbergh, the renowned pilot, testifies before Congress that the U.S. should sign a neutrality pact with Hitler. This was not new behavior for the Lindbergh family. His father was a member of Congress and advocated for the U.S. to remain out of World War I. The youngster's position was so strong that it was suspected he was in fact a Nazi sympathizer. While he agreed with much of Hitler's ideas, he did not support the Nazi treatment of the Jews. Retired airline pilot Chelsea Sullenberger is 73, a pilot from a young age, Air Force Academy graduate, and longtime commercial pilot, he is remembered for being the pilot in command who landed the U.S. air flight in the Hudson River in 2009. The craft had encountered a flock of Canadian geese on takeoff. Sully is also a member of Mensa International since a teen. Have you ever heard of Walter Morrison? Doubtful. Morrison and his wife were playing around throwing a popcorn can lid. That led to using a cake pan on the California beach when a guy offered them a quarter for it. Morrison saw a deal. Cake pans could be purchased in town for a nickel and sold for a quarter on the beach. Over time, the couple decided plastic was a more durable material and began molding their own more aerodynamic design, calling it the Pluto Platter. That was the name it was still called after the concept was sold to the Whammo Toy Company in 1957. The name Frisbee seems to have been first used by a group of students in Oregon. The miniseries Roots first airs in 1977, based on the book by Alex Haley. The last weak signal is heard from the Pioneer 10 spacecraft in 2003. It had functioned for 30 years. 
20 years later, it is believed to be 12.25 billion miles from Earth in the general direction of the constellation Taurus. Singer Neil Diamond abruptly retires in 2018 when it's discovered he has Parkinson's disease. I took a bit of a road trip over the weekend. As I traveled, I had a chance to listen to a lot of talk radio. In case you do not know, there are some wacky ideas floating around in the ether. Most want to destroy America and replace it with concepts that are known to have failed repeatedly, but that does not stop them from promoting them with vigor. I also got to see a lot of American countryside. Our interstate system is truly amazing. It may not be the grandest design or as glitzy as some high-speed rail, but you can travel the vast country far and wide with ease. One section I traveled claims to be the first pavement of the interstate highway system. Even if you do not like the current state of the roads, there is some interesting scenery to be seen. It's a shame that many Americans have not ventured far from home at some point. The average number of states visited is between 12 and 13, when you consider much of the population live within a day's drive of 15 states. That's amazing. In other news over the weekend, there was a freight train derailment near Teachapi, California. Who cares? Recall, folks, huge amounts of imported goods land in California. From there, it must be shipped to the rest of the country. If you study California geography, there's a range of mountains called the Sierra Nevadas. They are tall, rugged, and run nearly the full length of the state. There are only four rail routes across this divide. The two western railroads each have one in the north and south. The line through Teachapi is Burlington Northern Santa Fe's southern route and has 36 trains per day, and they are big trains. Closing that line for any period of time is unthinkable. Crews now have it back open to traffic. A group in Atlanta is trying to recreate the debacle from Seattle a couple of years back, setting up an autonomous zone and dispensing violence against alleged police violence. Folks, it's quite doubtful at any time in history has anarchy created a peaceful, productive society. Things in nature always go from a high to a low. Water does not flow uphill. Order declines into chaos, never the opposite. Of course, again, the issue of we need less policing is a central point. It simply cannot happen, folks. Any society will have a need to make rules, and those rules must be enforced to be effective. Otherwise, you descend back into chaos. Any police force also needs a method of restraint, or eventually it also goes critical and melts down into anarchy. The rule here is simple. The only thing needed for evil to prevail is good folks to do nothing. Where you place the labels is irrelevant. But here in America, we have a system for that, for the most part, works extremely well. Far better than most. Use the system. Fire bombings, looting, and chaos are not the methods to fix a problem. Speaking of using the system, some of the media are starting to realize the issue that was raised a couple of years back, that the Bidens, Hunter and the big guy, were deep into the pockets of Ukraine. And these are the same people pushing billions of your dollars to them today. One story was asking folks to follow the money. That phrase was a frequent point on the Excellence in Broadcasting radio network for the past 30 years. Maybe we should also look at China. Hunter was quite friendly there also. This whole line of thinking ties back to the Atlanta story. Good, honest people with a large measure of self-restraint have to be the final arbiter of right 
and the correction needs to be at the ballot box. The issue is, far too many in society are happy to overlook my crook because he gives me a few crumbs and want to fix the other crooks in society. That's history and comment for the 23rd day of January. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go do something worth remembering.